Jewel Radio presents What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Women positive news you can use. Good evening, everyone. I'm Christine Bentley with Kate Wheeler. Tonight's show is brought to you by Roar Publishing, concept to content. And we're delighted that you could join us this evening for what she said. The play is called Permanence, and lead actor Samantha Michelle is going to join us to talk about the story that pulls in, listen to this, Kate, sex, love, and relationships. I'm in. in? I know. Me too. (laughs) We're in. Uh, Well, Canadians are nothing if not giving. We love to support all sorts of causes, and the ones we're going to talk about this evening may just be up your alley. We're going to be talking to uh, one of the two brothers who founded the Ride for Karen and also one of the lead volunteers. Uh, The Ride for Karen is a huge bike ride to raise money in honor of their mom who died of cancer a number of years ago. Mm, And they donate uh, everything to charity, to sending... You know, kids to camp, uh, kids who have cancer. So it's a, definitely a worthy cause, a reason to get on our bikes, as they say. Mm-hmm. Anne Brody, our very own in-house film critic, is just raving about the most anticipated film of the year. Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk with Tom Hardy, Mark Rylance, Kenneth Branagh, and pop star Harry Styles. A-list cast here. You know, okay, Harry Styles, yes, but Ed Sheeran in Game of Thrones? Like, how did that happen? I don't know. Up, up he just popped, or there he was, sitting, singing. I'm, I'm watching it because I'm one of the ten and a half million people who was watching it say, thinking, is that him? Oh, my goodness. But he does look a little elf-like in that setting. Well, apparently he got so much flack for it, he deleted his Twitter account for how long, Alex? It was just down for 24, 48 hours or something? Like 24, 48 hours. Oh, He's dear. back. Don't oh, panic. He's dear. back. Oh, yeah, dear. You, know, you can't yeah. take it, but there you go. Um, so... We have also, Anne's going to be talking about Ghost Story, starring uh, Rooney Mara and Casey Affleck, and I'm really excited to see that one. And Ozark from Netflix, about a Chicago accountant forced to flee with his family to the Ozarks to escape violent Mexican Mm. warlords, I'm sure. Mexico, the Ozarks. Uh, Mexico, the Ozarks. (laughs) Well, we're talking about traveling, so do you know what kind of a traveler or wanderer you are? Travel expert Candace Derricks is going to help us all find out. Ooh, quizzes. I love quizzes. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of where you like to travel, Catherine Murphy, author of Gentlemen, Gigolos, and Gelato, is going to take us to Tuscany, where the action takes place in her debut novel. Okay, um, I'm game for that one, too. Mm-hmm. 18-year-old Toronto singer-songwriter Quentin Cochran tells us about his upcoming performance at Toronto Youth Day 2017, and of course, he's going to perform live in our studio sessions. And don't forget to visit our website at whatshesaidtalk.com, where you'll find all sorts of blogs, information, contests, discounts, 25% off Boomer Nutrition's energy protein powder there, too. Mm. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after the break to talk about sex, love, and relationships. What else? This is what she said. Stay with us. Do you know someone with tingling, numbness, or pain in their hands or feet? Do you know someone with poor balance, difficulty walking, or at risk of falling? These may be symptoms of nerve damage caused by diabetes. Nutarnic Essentials Diabetic Neuropathy Supplement is targeted nutritional therapy for the maintenance of your health. Developed by Dr. Evan Lewis, an expert on nerve health and regeneration. Learn how to optimize your health today at Nutarnic.com. That's N-U-T-A-R-N-I-Q.com. Everybody loves a great play, and when it explores the changing landscape of sex, love, and relationships, so much the better. This play is called Permanence, and it had its world debut this past week here in Toronto. Joining us this evening is the lead actress, Samantha Michelle, who straddles a few countries these days. (laughs) Welcome to What She Said. Thank you so much for having me. It's really great to be here. Now, before we get to the play itself, who is Samantha Michelle? You have a ton of degrees. (laughs) Uh, and training, you act, you DJ? I do a lot of different things, um, that's for sure. I get bored easily, and um, I just like to keep every day really different. Uh, So yeah, I grew up in Toronto, it's where I'm from originally. I left here about 
10 years ago when I was 17 um, to go to NYU. And that's kind of where life, as I now understand it, began. Um, I was studying a whole bunch of different things and everything sort of became a uh, fair game. So that's when I started studying acting and that's when I got really into music and spent probably too much time dancing around nightclubs. Um, <laughs> Didn't we all? Oh. <laughs> no, never. Um, and yeah, that's sort of where everything began. And then I lived um, in Oxford for a year and I went to study there and then I became obsessed with theatre and Shakespeare and then I spent some time in London and then lived in Paris for a bit and then I sort of ended up in LA for a year as a bit of an accident turned adventure and then one day I was like, I, I want to live in London and that's what I'm going to do and just picked up a couple suitcases and moved over. I love this quote uh, from the Toronto Star. If Holly Golightly and Captain Jack Sparrow were ever to have crossed storylines, their love child might be Samantha Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> That's one heck of a review. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's a very clever uh, description. And I take it as a massive, massive, massive compliment. Um, because obviously I, I love... Audrey Hepburn, and I love Breakfast at Tiffany's, and I love Johnny Depp. I mean, who doesn't, really? Um, and I love the Pirates of the Caribbean. And I, I'm i very complimented to be, you know, the love child of the most <laughs> iconic prostitute and the most iconic pirate. I don't see how it gets very much better than that. <laughs> what attracts you to a project? You were involved with this one from the start, I understand. Yeah, um, it's interesting. I first came across this play at a reading of it um, in London in Soho like five years ago. And I ran up to the writer who I'd only met once at the time. She's an incredible, extraordinary woman called Sid Casados. And um, I said, you know, I know I know you barely know me and we've only met once, but uh, I absolutely love this play and um, I need to play Rebecca. And she was like, uh, okay. Um, and then, you know, we, we built a friendship and we built a relationship. And then in time, she's, you know, she's decided to give me this incredible privilege um, to be involved with her work. But I think for me, I, I'm drawn towards things that terrify me. Um, and I think that there's a lot about Rebecca that is highly complex and in many ways very similar to me, but also in many ways very different from me. And um, it's a terrifying role to play. And I like to be scared. <laughs> well, you better explain the plot then. Right. So um, it's two-handers. I work with a, a terrific actor called Ludo Hughes. Um, and I play Rebecca, who's a resident doctor, and he plays Steve, who's a painter. And the two of them come together for a casual sexual encounter, which they both seem to enjoy very much. Um, and as the play progresses, we see that the two of them develop a certain degree of comfort and familiarity and fondness for one another. And when we meet Rebecca, she's an incredibly strong woman um, who has her own seemingly radical uh, attitudes on sexuality. Um, she's not interested in monogamy. She feels that variety in terms of her sexual partners is extraordinarily important to her. Um, she absolutely loves sex and sees that she shouldn't feels she shouldn't have to apologize for that and is free to have sex with as many people as liberally as she likes. Um, and then as the play unfolds, we start to see that her attitude towards sex is informed by much more than uh, a political outlook and that actually there are certain things about her behaviors that are quite dangerous and destructive um, that bleed into her actual life. And without giving too much away, this sort of kind of shifting event of the play puts her in a position where she's forced to to reevaluate everything. Um, and I think in doing so, it sort of encourages the audience to reevaluate the perception that they established of the characters at the start of the play. What does it say in terms of men and women and how things are different? It's, it's an interesting question. I think the play doesn't necessarily say anything so much as it encourages us or the audience members to to ask themselves the questions as opposed to offering the answer. I think the play definitely encourages people to, to challenge the gender prototypes that we have. You know, there's this great myth that men love sex and that men struggle with monogamy in some way more than women do. And that's just not true. It's just absolutely not true. I don't know where that myth came from, but it's wrong. And and this play definitely 
challenges that conception you know there's a sort of a prototype of of a woman being the one who who wants to know where things are and how things lie and is this a relationship or is this not a relationship and do you love me and and in Rebecca and Steve we have the complete opposite of that it's a portrait of a woman who goes I don't want to talk about love this isn't anything I like having sex with you full stop end of story and we see Steve who's a bit sort of taken aback and curious but uncomfortable with with that stance um and i think that's really refreshing i think what's also refreshing is, is that in in many ways this is a unique production but specifically because it's women-based mm. the team is yeah. women-based except i'm assuming for steve yeah that was a man <laughs> as you will all see very soon uh yes it starts off i is, is it the opening scene is full frontal male nudity for a change. Yes, yes. Um, it's very interesting and it's it's extraordinarily special how this project has come together. I think so often in, you know, film, television, theater, the arts, we see a group of men or a group of, you know, mixed genders but with men in, in, in positions of power and control and decision making um, establishing these portraits of sexualized women. And I think it's... It's really fantastic that we have a group of women who have come together to offer a portrait. And, and we've all worked collaboratively to build that portrait. And I think there's an element of reclaiming that's at work in that. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of the opening scene, there is there is full frontal male nudity. And um, it's a decision that nobody in the team took lightly. It's something that we all thought very uh, carefully about and that we made together as a group. Um, and I feel that it's absolutely the right decision for what the piece is. There's nothing uh, gratuitous there. It's not for shock value in any way. I think it establishes a very interesting visual and um, exposes the fact that we so often ignore that men are just as capable of feeling vulnerable and weak and exposed as women are, which is one of the great sort of objectives of the play. Um, and I think that... Uh, it's an interesting visual to sort of establish that dynamic, which ultimately uh, shifts for both these characters throughout the course of the play. And also it establishes the production as one that's bold and unafraid and it's not glamorized. And in that way, this artistic choice is completely decision, um, completely in line with the rest of the decisions in the play. I think you see that the, that it's a, it's a highly naturalistic um, approach that we've taken and you're very much positioned as an audience member, as sort of a fly on the wall in their space, and um, and you see you see it for what it is. Now, the other thing that's interesting is this: this was done from England mm. and Canada. I mean, yes. it was it was logistically quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's been um, it's been really interesting. Uh, so half of our team is. Um, British and based in London, which is where we've rehearsed the show with uh, Libby Brody, our brilliant producer, Hannah Price, our ingenious director, Ludo, my acting partner, and Lara, our stage manager, who makes everything smooth and possible. And then our creative design team is on the ground here in Toronto. And so we've worked together like via Skype. Um, <laughs> and we've all only just met each other this week, which has been That's interesting. really interesting and really, really good fun. So the play runs until August 6th or 7th at the Tarragon yes. Theatre. Uh, where can people get tickets? Uh, www.tarragontheatre.com slash permanence, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and hashtag Twitter, hashtag permanence on Twitter, hashtag permanence on Instagram. Um, yeah, www.tarragontheatre.com. We would love to see you there. So where does the play go from here? Do you have other dates, other locations? Uh, it's a very good question. Um, not at the moment. At the moment, the focus um, is to just make the very most of this Toronto incarnation. But absolutely, um, the hope and dream would be to take it on another adventure somewhere else. And I think that's very much what we're trying to do with this bridge, pro bridge project, which is establish that theatre doesn't have to be made sort of for and by, and that in the making of theatre, you can connect different communities on opposing sides of the world. Well, it sounds fascinating. There's a lot of buzz about it already. Mm -hmm. um, thank you. Samantha, Michelle, thank you so much for joining no, thank us. thank you we, for having me. We know you're in the middle of an of a exhausting time. Let's say. <laughs> <laughs> it's been good fun. This is what she said. Stay with us. 
Boomer Nutrition Energy Protein Powder is the first protein supplement specifically designed for people over 40. Their research-based formula helps your body combat aging by maintaining lean muscle and slowing age-related muscle loss. With added B vitamins for energy and leucine, Boomer Nutrition Protein Powder helps you increase metabolism and support a healthy lifestyle. Use code WSSRADIO at Amazon.ca to save 25%. Visit MyBoomerNutrition.com for details. Be ageless. Live your life with Boomer Nutrition. Passion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit kernsandco.com. Everyone needs an edge to compete. At the Chang School of Continuing Education at Ryerson University, our courses and programs will equip you with skills that are in demand in today's workplace. Enroll now at the Chang School at Ryerson University, where ambition meets professionalism. (laughs) (laughs) Want to know more about the music and the musicians you love? Today we're talking about five bands that have been at it for a very long time. The entire album was recorded over three weekend sessions for a cost of $6,000. Whenever I do an impression of Bob Dylan, that's the only line that I do. Tangle up in blue. That's that's it. And you that's, do it. That's very all I do. Well. I do can't it again, do, do it again. Tangled up in blue. <laughs> <laughs> what that Eric Alper knows will spin your head Sundays on What She Said Talk. Back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. A bolt of fear went through him as they thundered through the sky. Boy, saw the riders coming hard. And he heard well, on Sunday, August 13th, cyclists from around Ontario will ride hard and build hope in Markham at the 16th annual Ride for Karen, which raises money to send children with cancer to camp. Now, joining us tonight is founder Kirk Tobias and a longtime rider and volunteer Steve Heck. Welcome to What She Said, guys. Thank you. Thank you. So, Kirk, the ride started in 2002. It was started by you and your brother, Brother Chris, after your mother, Karen, passed away from a five-year battle with breast cancer. Um, how did you get the idea to do a ride to pay tribute to your mom originally? Because this was not a big thing back then, lots of fundraising rides. Yeah, it's, it's a very fair question. Um, um, my mom, just like many other women, uh, you know, she was 47, 48 years old, got breast cancer, fought real hard. Uh, unfortunately succumbed to breast cancer. Um, shortly after, um, my brother actually said, I want to, he was a cyclist at the time, I want to go out and I, I would like to do a long ride to kind of clear my head and remember mom. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I wasn't a cyclist at the time, if you're going to do it, why don't we put up some posters? Why don't we create, this is 16 years ago, a small website and see if other people would like to join us um, unfortunately, six degrees of separation in cancer is not really there. It's one or two. Everybody, it seems, has been impacted. So our first year, we started probably with 25 riders, uh, and we raised you know $20,000, and we kind of got the bug uh, to try to, to give back and take something that was very uh, negative in our personal life and, and try to create something positive. And now, how many riders w- would you have, like last year? Um, on an average year, we'll have uh, somewhere between three to 400 riders uh, uh, come out. And some of those riders are people that um, love to ride and may say, hey, it's a great feeling to maybe send kids with cancer to camp. Others are not great riders but have been impacted and want to send uh, kids with cancer to camp. So we get a great cross-section of sort of the very serious competitive right down to beginners. But you've raised a lot of money. Two and a half million dollars. Yeah, we've, we've, you know, it's unfortunate that uh, uh, we need to raise these dollars. Um, um, You know, my mother, uh, just before the end of her life, was a grandmother, and I saw the wonderful impact that her grandchildren had on her when she was battling the disease. And so we we wanted to honor her uh, by sending kids with cancer to camp. And um, 
uh, we're very fortunate. Scotiabank uh, provides us enough money each year to actually pay for all the expenses of the event. So we can say to every rider, if you come and you raise $500, $500 goes directly to sending kids with cancer to camp. There's no holdback or anything like that. And, and, and that's enabled us over a 16-year period you know, to raise $2.4 million, not just me, all of the riders. I, I just think that the logistics you know, of organizing such an event, getting the streets. I mean, this is, um, Steve, tell us about the course. You're, you're a longtime rider in this event and a former training coach to participants. And you also provide marshalling services every, every year. That's right. So, so tell us about this year's ride. Um, it's got three events, I understand. Yes. So for years, we wanted to accommodate all levels of riders. As Kirk said, from the semi-professional wannabe racer down to the weekend warrior. Um, so to be able to adapt all the riders to the various terrains, we've split it up into three levels of courses. And that was primarily by distance. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at, a, I think we're at a 100-kilometer ride, a 160-kilometer ride. And we've added a 200-kilometer ride in one day um, that ventures up all the way up to Lake Simcoe from the Markham area, and uh, you're looking at about four to five hours of riding. How many people does that involve in terms of, as Kate said, the logistics? I mean, uh, you know, checkpoints and people get, getting out there at four in the morning and, and getting everything ready? I'll let take Kirk take care of this since he's master <laughs> of logistics. Um, you, you know, in the early days, it really started as, as um, you know, the month before the event and a month after was really busy. Now, 16 years in, it's, it's a full year undertaking as a volunteer. And we probably have 40 or 50 people uh, that make the event work each year. There's people on the day of, you know, great people like Steve, tons of marshals. But um, there are people that uh, we bake all of the... Uh, bake, we have volunteer bakers, people that can't ride but want to give back, who bake all of the food uh, that riders will eat on the day of the event. We have people that come and pick up the garbage. We have police who volunteer to provide some marshalling services on the road. So it's a real wonderful community event, and it's really a grassroots movement uh, on a lot of people who unfortunately have been touched and, and, and really gain strength from giving back. So let me ask you, because now, as you mentioned earlier, Years ago, was very rare, but now they close whole sections of the city. They close the DVP, the Gardner, the Lakeshore. What are you closing <laughs> to have 500 people ride? Uh, that's, uh, that's a fair question. We um, uh, don't like to use the word close. Um, we have police support in various jurisdictions. Okay. Uh, keep in mind that we start in Markham and mm-hmm. generally head north from Markham. So we're out in the mm-hmm. countries a little more. It's logistically, I mean, it's it's difficult, but a little bit easier than if you're riding in downtown Toronto. So we have great support from the York Region Police Force, mm-hmm. have for many years. We have many volunteer uh, officers who actually come out, provide some marshalling in York Region, and then jump on their bikes and they ride the rest of the event. Just an amazing group of, of, of officers that support us each year. So, Steve. Given that I am not signing up for the 200-kilometer course, uh, you know, maybe the 100-kilometer course, what do you wish all beginner riders knew and, and what kind of training should they get in before they actually, you know, hit the pavement? Well, I guess some level of uh, riding every weekend. Um, I mean, it's not, a, <laughs> it's not an easy course. Uh, it, it's quite hilly once you venture north of Markham. Um, but the great thing about cycling is that if you're mentally tough enough, it's that you can push yourself hard enough to be able to complete the 100 kilometer course. I'll never forget the last person to come in, uh, after 100 kilometers with my dear wife who barely rode, uh, at all, but she wanted to participate one year. And we were in at about, I believe seven hours later. But she did it, and uh, it was a fantastic accomplishment for her. Um, but she maybe rode once a week. So it can be done. It is challenging, but even the beginner can complete the 100 kilometers. So the 100 kilometers, the best person would do that in how long? And the worst person would do it? Like, how Seven long hours. are you waiting Seven there? Hours, yeah. Seven <laughs> hours. <laughs> there are yeah. probably people worse than her, though, because uh, who don't ride well, once a week? No, typically, if you're going to... Try to attempt 100 kilometers, you're doing some level of riding. 
Um, but it, I. What's a I, good time for a hundred k? A hundred k, probably. Let's say the the group that does a hundred k is supposed to be around the twenty to twenty two kilometers an hour average. So I believe that if my math is correct, it should be around the four hour mark. Mm-hmm. Four to yeah, four four and a half. So but then. The 160, the fast guys would do it in around four and a half hours. So considerably faster. Wow. I guess the longer the route, the more pros are, are attempting it. So they're, they're quite a bit faster. Yes, these are guys that ride five or six days a week. And, th- and I mean, that's realistically why we added the 200 kilometer. Because for, for a number of riders like Kirk and myself, uh, 160 wasn't challenging enough, and I mean, if we're going to be out there suffering uh, <laughs> for the cause, then then let's make it challenging to a lot of us. So that's why we added the 200. And when it gets to 35 <laughs> degrees, and you're out there for six hours, and you're downing Fun about times. 15 yeah. count cans of Coke. <laughs> so it's August 13th. So if somebody started to go spinning every day. Would that would that help, or is it not enough? Absolutely, Too late, it would help. I believe it helps. So tell us about the charities that you work with specifically. Um, for many, many years, we've worked with the same three charities. Um, we support Camp Uchigeas, we support Camp Trillium and Camp Quality. All pediatric oncology camps provide different services around Ontario in different locations in Ontario, and they help uh, uh, children with different levels of medical needs, some in active treatment, some in passive treatment. Okay, where can people get more information to sign up or, or to donate or... Yeah, that's, that's very uh, easy. If you go to our website at uh, rideforkaren.com, um, uh, the routes are laid out. Uh, they can make donations. They can register. They can raise money online. It's a very simple uh, website to follow and easy to participate in anyway. Well, Kirk, Tobias, and Steve Heck, thank you very much for joining us today, and thank you both for helping the community. In fact, thank all your riders for us too. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you. This is what she said. Stay with us. Everyone needs an edge to compete. At the Chang School of Continuing Education at Ryerson University, our courses and programs will equip you with skills that are in demand in today's workplace. Enroll now at the Chang School at Ryerson University, where ambition meets professionalism. Adding some extra sparkle to your home is easy with Glass Lighting Gallery. Now with two locations to serve you, each featuring hundreds of in-stock pennants, lamps, and chandeliers to choose from. And both come with Glass Lighting Gallery's friendly staff that will help you find the perfect lighting solution for your home. It's bling for your home at Glass Lighting Gallery, 28 Converse Park Drive in Barrie, and now open in Aurelia at the corner of Mississauga and West Street. Visit glasslightinggallery.ca. What She Said is more than women-positive news. First, it's a radio show on the Jewel Network with a dedicated and growing audience of affluent men and women aged 35+. But What She Said is also a digital platform with thousands of followers, the ideal target market for your brand. What She Said features companies and trendsetters, those on the leading edge of fashion, business, lifestyle, entertainment, travel, technology, and finance. Get your brand on What She Said and get results. Go to whatshesaidtalk.com. Back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. Saturday night and the moon is Who cares what picture you see? It's Saturday night at the movies, and it has been a very busy week for our film critic Anne Brody between screenings and interviews. She joins us from home tonight, starting with Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. The enemy tanks have stopped. Why? Why waste precious tanks when they can pick us off from the air like fish in a barrel? Hi, Kate and Chris. Christopher Nolan's amazing film, Dunkirk, stars Mark Rylance, Tom Hardy, Killian Murphy, even One Direction's Harry Styles, plus a huge cast of talented young actors. They're seen enmeshed in one of the worst disasters of the war. Hundreds of thousands of soldiers from Belgium, Canada, England, and other countries were surrounded by Germans and they were looking for a way out. It is heart-wrenching, and the film displays Nolan's usual scope, emotional and artistic. This is an incredible film. Be sure to see it. When I was little, we used to move all the time. I would write these in notes, and I would fold them up really small. 
and I would hide them. What'd they say? They were just like things I wanted to remember so that if I ever wanted to go back, there'd be a piece of me there waiting. I'm absolutely thrilled by David Lowry's A Ghost Story, which reimagines what may happen to us once we die. A young couple, Rooney Mara and Casey Affleck, move into a new house, but he's killed shortly afterwards. He rises up as a ghost, watches her leave, and witnesses life's rich pageant, past, present, and future. It makes us wonder just what is out there and how big our world is and how big the, the possibilities. It is incredibly provocative. It's also one of the saddest films I've ever seen. I wish to ask something about the kingdom of my father. The Black Prince tells the unbelievable and hardly known story of Maharashi Dilip Singh, who at age five was named Prince of the Punjab. However, he was kidnapped from his mother by British soldiers, taken to the court of Queen Victoria, forcibly converted to Christianity, and he lived with the desire to see his mother in his homeland again. Eventually they did meet. She convinced him to go after his title again. It's a very dramatic story. And Satinder Sarjat, who plays the prince, looks incredibly like him. He's a big Sufi pop star over in India. Hypothetically, scale of one to 10, how difficult would it be for someone to disappear? Family of four. I love this one. Netflix new series Ozark starring and executive produced by Jason Bateman is a nerve shredding drama about a Chicago accountant whose company has been laundering money for a huge Mexican drug cartel. He's been kept in the dark until a violent showdown forces him to take his family and his wife, played by Laura Linney, and run away to the Ozarks where he hopes he can launder money to repay the debt in relative peace. It's not to be. <laughs> it, this honestly will fray your nerves. It is so good, so well written. Bateman is just the core of the show. He's so solid. And he directs a couple of episodes. A 24-year-old man has been charged with murder. I've got no doubt about Michael Farmer's guilt. The amazing British series Line of Duty, which focuses on police corruption and features a female protagonist in each series, begins its fourth season on Super Channel. Thandie Newton plays a high-ranking detective who solves the mystery of a serial killer. The forensics fellow thinks it's going a bit too fast and she has something to hide. Talk about nerve shredding. This will get you. It is so brilliantly done. And it is really one of the most remarkable police procedurals to come out of Britain. Well worth it. Thanks, Annie. For more movie and TV reviews, check out Anne's blogs right on our website at whatshesaidtalk.com. Joining us now is travel expert Candace Derricks. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you. And you, this evening, are inviting listeners to come wander through the Ontario Highlands and discover what type of traveler they are. Well, more to be more specific, what type of wanderer they are. So uh, one of the best vacations I ever had actually happened less than an hour from where I live, which uh, shows you don't have to go far no. uh, to have a great time. And uh, so I want to talk about Ontario's Highlands, which is two and a half hours east of Toronto and 30 minutes west of Ottawa. But what makes this region so unique is that out of all the regional tourism organizations in Ontario, it's the only one that is entirely rural. So there is not one major urban center in the whole region. So it's sort of the anti-Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was actually delighted with how much I enjoyed that when I visited the area. It was so much fun. I had such a great time. Um, so before we go any further, I want to let everybody know that's listening to go to findyourinnerwanderer.ca right now and uh, determine, take the quiz, determine what kind of wanderer you are. And when you do, you're entered to win a trip based on the results that come up. 
Oh, you asked us to take the quiz. Does that mean we're entered? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> you are entered. So, well, it was funny. You sent me the results back. So mm-hmm. Christine is much like me. We're both memory makers. Mm-hmm. And I loved the uh, definition of the memory maker. Did you like the definition mm-hmm. that came up for you? I did. And what really got me was uh, it said, with each place a memory maker visits, they make memories home, take memories home and leave a piece of their heart in exchange. And I thought, that's so true. That's how I feel when I travel. And it's certainly how I felt about visiting Ontario's Highlands because I still rave about it three years later to anybody who will listen. So experiences that would appeal to you and I would be, you know, festivals, family trips, girls getaways. But one that's coming up in September, which I'm so drawn to, is the Festival of Small Halls. So every small community has that small hall that brings people together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's no two alike, which makes it so much fun. But during the festival, uh, communities all across eastern Ontario will throw open the doors of their small halls for an unforgettable night of music. Some of Canada's best musicians will step off the big stage and hit the scenic back roads to perform in legions, schools, churches, and town halls. Amazing. So musicians like Ashton McIsaac, Sultans of String, Rosie and the Riveters. So it's going to be such an amazing experience. And it runs through September. That's amazing. Yeah. I want to know what kind of wanderer Kate is. Kate mm-hmm. is a serenity seeker. You didn't know that? <laughs> <laughs> this did not surprise me about Kate. <laughs> uh, she wanders at her own pace, searching for a way to unwind and reconnect with herself and with the people who matter most to her. She's not in a hurry or stuck to a schedule. And because uh, you have enough of that in your everyday life. Exactly. So here's what appe- would appeal to you. Relaxing at a B&B, paddling on a pristine lake. Uh, there's a Stouffer Mill B&B um, or Perth Outfitters, which I did. And I have to tell you, it's, that's an incredible experience. So other types of um, wanderers include the um, Freedom Finder. The one who wanders with speed, (laughs) searching for the next next adrenaline opportunity. Uh, So experiences they would like would be whitewater rafting on the Ottawa River, ATVing. I've done that. That was fun. Whitewater rafting is so much fun, isn't it? And they have like a tamer version too. Like my my younger children, my younger daughter did the tamer version and loved it. Uh, The creative cruiser. uh, I think sometimes I sort of straddle the line between these two. Because they wander with a desire to feed their curiosity and follow their passions, learn new things. So art workshops, museums and galleries, and all these things are just abundant across the region in Ontario's highlands. And finally, there's the um, rustic roamer. And the rustic roamer lives for those authentic moments and they're not searching for perfection. Uh, They're just looking to um, take it all in as it comes. So strolling small town shops and restaurants and farm life. And there's a farm you can go, like an interactive farm Mm -hmm. called Blue Hen Farms. So they get to interact with the farm life and and sort of be that farmhand for a day or an evening, which is kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, So go visit the Find Your Inner Wanderer and, uh, and then you can... Find out what type of wonder you are, but um, the Memory Maker Prize, so I'll keep my fingers crossed for you, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> is a backcountry canoe adventure for two with cruising canoes. And other wanderer prizes include a stay at Elements Outdoor Hotel, uh, which comes with a wilderness butler. Oh. oh, no, no, I want that. That's my kind of glamper. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want that. <laughs> and then there's also a weekend of whitewater rafting with owl rafting. Mm, that's who I went with. Uh, and yeah. That's yeah. such a great experience. I love that. Uh, and then, so finally, uh, just for, you know, the city folk who uh, can't get out of the city right away, Ontario's Highlands is doing something really unique. Uh, they're op- offering some pop-up experiences. So uh, they will be at Ontario Place um, on August 5th and 6th and at Trinity Bellwoods Park in Ottawa on August 7th. So they're going to be offering some of the experiences that you can find in Ontario Highlands. Um, so you can start planning your trip to visit. Mm. And, so, and, and so close to home. And so close to home. Yeah. And, and, and that, you know, that was the most surprising thing to me was that it was such a great time. And we didn't have to go far. I uh, didn't have to stand at an airport for four hours, you know, to mm-hmm. go somewhere. It was just you were there, boom, enjoying your time, um, you know, for me under an hour out of Toronto under two. Yeah, you know, awesome. so much fun. Yeah. All right. So tell um, everyone again what the websites are. They so uh, comewander.ca. Uh, you can follow the hashtag comewander on social media. And if you want to follow along on social media, it's at on Highlands on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll chat with you in a few weeks. Yes.
This is what she said. Stay with us. Do you know someone with tingling, numbness, or pain in their hands or feet? Do you know someone with poor balance, difficulty walking, or at risk of falling? These may be symptoms of nerve damage caused by diabetes. Nutarnic Essentials Diabetic Neuropathy Supplement is targeted nutritional therapy for the maintenance of your health. Developed by Dr. Evan Lewis, an expert on nerve health and regeneration. Learn how to optimize your health today at Nutarnic.com. That's N-U-T-A-R-N-I-Q.com. Everyone needs an edge to compete. At the Chang School of Continuing Education at Ryerson University, our courses and programs will equip you with skills that are in demand in today's workplace. Enroll now at the Chang School at Ryerson University, where ambition meets professionalism. Feeding the family got you frantic? As feeding two teenage boys, I mean, at the end of the week, that's all I really want to do is save some money on my groceries. Is your fridge ever actually full? Oh, my, no. <laughs> I think I'm the only person that comes to a radio interview with a cooler. Not only was it so much fun, but it was super easy. And even my kids, when we cut into it last night, they even looked at it and they were like, Mom, you made this? I think you can do this in your sleep. Wholesome, on-budget fixes from foodie Charmaine Broughton on What She Said Talk. Boomer Nutrition Energy Protein Powder is the first protein supplement specifically designed for people over 40. Their research-based formula helps your body combat aging by maintaining lean muscle and slowing age-related muscle loss with added B vitamins for energy and leucine. Boomer Nutrition Protein Powder helps you increase metabolism and support a healthy lifestyle. Use code WSSRADIO at Amazon.ca to save 25%. Visit MyBoomerNutrition.com for details. Be ageless. Live your life with Boomer Nutrition. You're listening to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Women positive news you can use on Jewel Radio. Where I go, people know the part I'm playing. I'm You're probably wondering about that music. We're going to get to it. Imagine Bridget Jones' diary meets Under the Tuscan Sun. And what you have is a novel by Toronto author Catherine Murphy called Gentlemen, Gigolos, and Gelato. Sounds like a lot of fun. Welcome to the show, Catherine. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. So let's start at the beginning. What is Gentlemen, Gigolos, and Gelato about? Well, it's a story set in Tuscany, Italy. And it's a story about Adriana Cassidy, a born and bred New Yorker of Italian descent on her mother's side. And she wakes up one day at the age of 39, facing the big 4-0 birthday squarely in the face and realizes her life is nowhere where it should be or where she imagined it to be. And not for the better. She's been divorced for six years. Uh, She's been in a dating rut for almost as many years. Uh, She's in a dead-end job, and she's had to move in with her best friend out of economic necessity. And she thinks that nothing is ever going to happen to her that's good again, um, and that life is over, and that she's over the proverbial hill, until she receives an invitation to travel to Italy and uh, take possession of a family property that's been bequeathed to her by her great aunt. Why doesn't that ever happen to me? <laughs> exactly. I'm wait- we've been waiting for that phone call. I think we all have. That's, that's true. Uh, Yeah, so she decides to just upend her life and do something that she's never done and take a leap of faith, decides to stay in Italy. She's fallen in love uh, with the romance of Italy, and uh, she turns the dilapidated villa into an inn for women only and uh, staffed by gentlemen exclusively. And uh, in the course of that, she discovers a lot about herself. She discovers that she has a lot of talents that she didn't know she had. Uh, She regains her confidence that she lost while uh, she went through her divorce, and uh, she unearths a deep, dark family secret. And in the process also falls for two very charming, very Italian, very good-looking men who are very different, too, and Mm -hmm. has to decide between the two of them at the end of the book. So what prompted you to write this book? Because it's more than just about finding romance in Italy. There are other themes that you explore. What were you trying to get across? Yeah, um, well, it all started as a project where I was writing a book that I wanted to read. I couldn't find the kind of books that were set in places that I loved, like Provence and France or Tuscany, Italy. Um, They were all uh, set, uh, uh, any of those books that were set in those places were really for younger women in their 20s and their early 30s and nothing for the 40 plus women. So I just set about writing about what I wanted to read and uh, something that would give me an escape into the place that I really wanted to be. 
And while romance is really at the heart of the book, uh, there's also a theme of romance um, with place and uh, a love of Tuscany. And that's really what I wanted to impart and get readers to really be drawn into the location and into the spectacular scenery and the lifestyle of uh, Tuscany. You also, you, you took Italian studies. I did, university. yes. So, so that must have played into your, your love of Italy. Absolutely. I discovered Tuscany when I was 15 on a trip with a family friend and have just fallen, just fell in love uh, with it then and have been back so many times. I studied Italian. I lived in Tuscany and Florence for a number of years. And I just fell in love with the place and the lifestyle. And you've traveled to a lot of countries. Now, I'm my father was a diplomat, and we went every summer for a month to Italy as a child. And I, I, I mean, I know exactly what you're, I mean, I could move there tomorrow, but I still <laughs> need to learn Italian. It's a beautiful language. It's the language of romance for sure. And it's not that difficult. But uh, I am going to Italian heaven. I have a big uh, table in the piazza reserved. <laughs> We're just going to eat pasta, have gelato, drink wine. And, hang out buy, and buy shoes. <laughs> and hang out with gigolos, apparently. And hang out with gigolos, yeah, absolutely. Like, now, you're, 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 I mean, this is your debut book. You've already got a second one coming out, Lemons, Lovers, and Lavender, set in Provence. In Provence, my other favorite place in the world, absolutely. And that will revolve around Adriana's best friend, Kate, who was introduced and is a part of this book. Um, and then I'm hoping also to turn this into a trilogy uh, with the third book taking place in Morocco. Ah, Morocco. Oh, so it'll all all be for the over 40 set? All for the over 40 set, absolutely. And, and really with the idea that life doesn't end at 40, that really wonderful things can still happen and that there is reinvention possible at any time in your life. Well, that that's a very topical um, subject because we, we talk about the new 40 and the new 50 and the new 60. And uh, I talk to people, young people, who say that now with new... Cell, stem cell treatments, they're expecting some of them to be living well into their hundreds. That's right. And we have to keep reinventing ourselves. We can't always stay the same person that we are. Yeah. Now, when you're not writing, you work as a sustainability consultant? That's correct. What yes. is that? I help companies with their sustainability practices. So doing more than just making money, looking at their social and environmental impact as well and how they can improve that. And you must get a lot of vacation. <laughs> because how can you write about Tuscany without being there <laughs> well we try to go as often as we possibly can my husband and I just came back from there for a few weeks ago and uh, had rented a villa just south of Sena and it was just beautiful as always uh, yeah absolutely yeah. and you're also training to become a certified life coach that's correct so how does this all they seem to connect to me somehow <laughs> I'm just not quite sure how I just have a lot of different paths in my life. Um, I've done a lot of reinvention since I turned 40. And um, the life coaching is an opportunity that uh, was given to me as a result of some work that I do with students uh, around career training um, at the Schulich School of Business. And so I have all these different lives that somehow come together. And they come together in the book as well. There is a life coach uh, as a central character in the book as well. What else do you see yourself drawn to? Well, I think I'm really drawn just to the Mediterranean lifestyle. And I often get asked, why Tuscany? Why Provence? And I think it's a, it's a lifestyle that is so different from what we live here in North America, where it's very hectic and it's all about work, work, work and schedule, schedule, schedules. Whereas the life in that part of the world just seems a little bit more authentic and real. Uh, going to the markets, going to have drinks with friends at the local bars or cafes, going for a stroll in the piazza, shopping for shoes, <laughs> all those wonderful things um, that but I think people are really drawn to that way of life, and, and I certainly am. But could you live it every day? Because, the, I mean, the, the big irony about Italy is it's the most inefficient place to do business in the world because a one o'clock appointment could be three o'clock. Absolutely. That's something that you have to be able to deal with. Um, I don't think Italy is as inefficient as we all say um, it is. There's lots of great businesses. It's a thriving country. And absolutely, I could do this full time. Yeah. <laughs> no question about it. Uh, we talk about you know, the Mediterranean. Well, we just came back from Croatia and I adored Croatia. And it was sort of like um, not what I had envisioned in my mind at all. Um, Dubrovnik certainly was not um, and it's it, it's just fascinating. And yes, that lifestyle. It's much. I loved going, getting up early, going to the market, 
um, getting our breakfast, getting our, you know, snacks for the road kind of thing. And then finding little places to just, you know, stumble into at night for dinner. It was uh, it was lovely. Absolutely. You should go there too. Yeah. Uh, yes, I've been told. Yeah. <laughs> Italy, yes. <laughs> but it's sort of the whole idea of getting off the treadmill, off that mm-hmm. sort of, you know, and, and working to live rather than living to work. That's right. And really living in the moment and enjoying the beauty. Um, again, coming back to Italy, just the beauty of the landscape, the architecture, the beautiful people, the food, the wine. Um, everything is about really just taking a moment to enjoy. Well, I can't wait to to uh, to to read this book and uh, to read the next book and the one after that. <laughs> was it? It was actually sitting down and writing the book a, a um a choice, or did you feel you had to do it? Well, it came about as a project because my husband was working in the states for a little bit, and when we weren't together, I had some time on my hands, and I just sort of started writing and putting on paper everything that I loved about Italy, and it was almost a magical experience. The way things came together, the plot lines, um, just little elements of the character development, and even the title. I often get asked about the title. Everything was sort of in the zone when everything comes together, and it wasn't difficult at all. It was just a pure pleasure. Now, do you think when you hit the big 5-0, you'll have to do this over again? <laughs> <laughs> and the big 6-0 and the big 7-0? Well, I think, again, it's all about reinvention. Yeah. And uh, I look forward to all the things that are still ahead. Tell people where they can get the book, Gentlemen, Gigolos, and Gelato. It's available on chapters, indigo.ca, amazon.ca, and amazon.com. And, Catherine, do you have a website as well? I do, Catherine Murphy. Dot com. Dot com. Well, thank you so much for joining us this evening, and best of luck. Thank you so much. Pleasure being here. This is what she said. Stay with us. Passion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit kernsandco.com. Everyone needs an edge to compete. At the Chang School of Continuing Education at Ryerson University, our courses and programs will equip you with skills that are in demand in today's workplace. Enroll now at the Chang School at Ryerson University, where ambition meets professionalism. Fear of missing out? FOMO flies out the door when you listen to Lena. Who knew? I hope everyone will know by the end of this segment. Every time you come in, you have such great news to share with us. Oh, thank you. I love sharing great news. Yes, I want everyone to know about it because it is such a great cause. I almost had tears in my eyes. It is phenomenal. OMG. OMG. Join What She Said Weekends and find out what lifestyle blogger Lena Almeida is loving. Adding some extra sparkle to your home is easy with Glass Lighting Gallery. Now with two locations to serve you, each featuring hundreds of in-stock pennants, lamps, and chandeliers to choose from. And both come with Glass Lighting Gallery's friendly staff that will help you find the perfect lighting solution for your home. It's bling for your home at Glass Lighting Gallery, 28 Converse Park Drive in Barrie, and now open in Aurelia at the corner of Mississauga and West Street. Visit glasslightinggallery.ca. What she said is more than women positive news. First, it's a radio show on the Jewel Network with a dedicated and growing audience of affluent men and women aged 35 plus. But what she said is also a digital platform with thousands of followers, the ideal target market for your brand. What She Said features companies and trendsetters, those on the leading edge of fashion, business, lifestyle, entertainment, travel, technology, and finance. Get your brand on What She Said and get results. Go to whatshesaidtalk.com. And now, more women-positive news you can use. This is What She Said. What She Said said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. Girl, you got me going crazy, I can't stop Pull me from that other place whenever I get lost What you are listening to is Don't Need a Reason by singer-songwriter Quentin Cochran. Welcome back to What She Said. Hi, thank you very much. Now, you're a featured performer and global youth ambassador at Toronto Youth Day, happening at Young Dundas Square tomorrow, starting at 11 a.m. Tell us what you're most excited about. 
Uh, well, being a featured artist this year, I think I'm just most excited about performing. Uh, I'm going to be performing at 8.30 uh, p.m. on Sunday. And uh, it was a great time last year, a great experience, and I'm hoping it'll be just as great again. So it's a free, family-friendly event, and past Youth Day Global Ambassadors include Director X, so you're in pretty good company yeah. there. What's the message of Youth Day that you are helping to spread? Um, I really love the message, and really, it's really simple. It's just to encourage kids to do um, whatever it is that they're interested in and to not be afraid to follow their interests. So if what they really like is art, and then to follow that. And if it's music, then to encourage them to, that that's a great thing to do and to, and to do that. Did you always feel encouraged? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah with Absolutely. My family. <laughs> <laughs> what projects are you working on right now? We um, see lots of pictures of you uh, on Twitter in the studio. Yeah, 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 I'm doing a lot of writing in the studio quite a bit. Um, I'm hoping to come out with some music very soon. I don't have any dates yet, but uh, it's very exciting. So tell people where they can follow you online and get hold of your music. Yeah, so if you go to my website, quintoncochran.com, you can uh, follow me on all my social medias, Instagram and Twitter, and uh, any music that I release will be uh, up there. All right, so, um, okay, so on Instagram, we, we do follow you on Instagram <laughs> and Twitter. Now, is this? how did you get connected with Youth Day? Did they come to you? Uh, yeah, originally I was in a band last year mm -hmm. uh, with my little brother, and we did Youth Day. Um, through that, and now this year I'm on my own. Is he cr is he crushed? He's not he's not coming back with you. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he wants to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. He'll be there though. <laughs> He'll be there. Yeah. Um, do you? What's the biggest? Do, do you get a big thrill? You smiled when we played your intro song. When you yeah. actually hear yourself coming over the airways, how sure, does it feel? yeah, no, it feels great. It's yeah. a new experience. So I really like it. Yeah. Well, I think you're going to do. Uh, do very well. Thank and we you. wish you all the best of luck at Youth Day. And thank you for coming back and keeping us updated on what you are up to. Um, that is it for what she said this evening. Join us again tomorrow at 10 p.m. And do check us out at whatshesaidtalk.com for more interviews. And we're on social media just like Quinton Cochran is. But now here is Quinton performing Don't Need a Reason. <laughs> to the chase And every time I see that look you got it's hard to look away And I can't let go of the words you said Spinning like a record playing in my head Girl you gotta know all I wanna say is And I don't need a reason to tell you that I'm holding on you're more than just a Every time I see you, I don't need a reason to tell you that oh, And as long as I keep breathing, I'll never let you down I'll never let you down Girl, you got me going crazy, I can't stop You pull me from that other place whenever I get lost and I can't let go of the words you said Spinning like a record playing in my head Girl, you gotta know all I wanna say I don't need a reason to tell you that I'm holding on, you're more than just a feeling And every time I see you, I don't need a reason To tell you that, oh And as long as I keep breathing I'll never let you down And I get to feel like that I get to feel like that And I get to feel like I can do anything And I get to feel like that And I get to feel like that And I get to feel like I can do anything And I get to feel like that And I get to feel like this I don't need a reason to tell you that I'm holding on, you're more than just a feeling And every time I see you, I don't need a reason to tell you that Oh, And as long as I keep breathing, I'll never let you down
as long as I keep breathing, I'll never let you down. I'll never let you down. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.